Hey friends, I hope you're all staying safe and healthy and comfortable and that you're taking care of the people and pets and plants that are important to you. Whether you celebrated Easter or Passover or nothing, I, I hope your April is off to a good start. Do you, do you like potato chips? Oh my god, I don't know what it is, but for the last year I've been wild for chips. Now, as a kid, my mom would pack like a little sandwich bag full of potato chips for me to eat with my sandwich at school. And they were never special, you know? I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure they were Wise brand. Did you ever have Wise brand potato chips? I, I don't know if they're, they still like this, but because I never see them anymore. But, but back in the day, they were always like tiny and flat and broken. And most of them were burnt, which some people love. I, I don't mind a burnt chip every now and again. The only time I'd ever have ridged chips when I was a kid was if I was at someone else's house and... They'd be like Ruffles. I think Ruffles was like the only brand that had ridged chips back then. But but then, and I don't know if this was like a new thing at the time, because I grew up in the 80s, and, and, and I don't even remember how it happened, but somehow I was introduced to sour cream and onion flavored chips, and my mind was like blown apart. And from then on, that, that was it. My mom didn't have a lot of money. Uh, she and I lived in a small apartment in Massachusetts, but fortunately for me, the local supermarket chain in Massachusetts, which, by the way, is Market Basket, a.k.a. Demoulis's, anyway, <laughs> they had their own store brand of chips, and Market Basket started making and selling sour cream and onion-flavored chips, and oh my god, so good! I mean, I mean, these days, sour cream and onion-flavored chips are pedestrian compared to some of the flavors available. I understand that. I, I mean... You can find cappuccino-flavored chips now, for crying out loud. And, and I approve. Variety is the spice of life, after all. And, and while we're on the topic of variety, and regular listeners of this podcast will know where this is going, were you aware, dear new listener, that I am a novelist with eight books in a variety of genres? Uh, they're all available right now worldwide in both paperback and ebook formats. It's true, and, and I encourage you to head over to Amazon or... If you don't use Amazon, head over to barnesandnoble.com and search my name, which is, if you didn't already know, Andy Mascola, and browse my novels and, and purchase one or two. There are no ads on the People Are the Enemy podcast, and there's no Patreon set up for it. But if you love the show and you want to help support it and myself monetarily and get yourself a great story at the same time, buying any or all of my novels is the best way to do that. If you've already purchased any or all of my books, thank you, thank you, thank you. I sincerely appreciate your generous patronage. And with all that out of the way, here's the quirky theme song. Hello, People Are the Enemy listeners. This is episode 167 of the People Are the Enemy podcast. Thank you so much for checking it out. Thank you for spending time with me. I should say thank you for spending time with us. We have a guest. Yeah, this is a great one you've tuned into. Our guest today is Adam Savage. Now, in addition to being a teacher and a musician, Adam is the author of the books 
Overcoming Writer's Block, Tarot for Beginners, Beyond Bitcoin, and The Bacteriologist at Play. Now, now, the way that I discovered Adam Savage, however, was while I was browsing YouTube for reviews of Momus' 2020 album, Vivid. Now, I found Adam to be a thoughtful Momus fan with a good sense of humor, and, and, and then I, I began to watch other videos on his YouTube channel, which, which you can find a link to in the description of this episode. Uh, Adam posts videos regularly on all sorts of topics, including literature, movies, foreign languages, comics, music, drugs, money, and more. Now, Adam's YouTube videos quickly became some of my favorite things to watch, and I, I, I really wanted to talk with him for an episode of this podcast, so I reached out to Adam and invited him on the show, and he said yes! So, without further ado, let's speak with our guest, Adam Savage. Hello, Adam. Are you there, sir? Yes, Andy. Good to be here. Thank you so much for taking time to talk with me today. This is really special. Absolutely. I, uh, after the intro, I was, I'm kind of hoping that every question relates somehow to potato chips. <laughs> Do you have a favorite potato chip, Adam? <laughs> um, I'm, I think I'm less picky about it. I mean, I, I tend to not like rich potato chips, but I'm, I'm, I'm pretty simple. Like, you know, I'm, I'm flexible with potato chips. Even with, even with like exotic flavors, you're all right to go there. Yeah, I mean, not, not like uh, candy cane potato chips, but I mean, I could deal with most, you know, most varieties. Excellent, yeah. excellent. And Adam, as I mentioned in in the intro, I read uh, you do a lot of things. And I wasn't sure whether to refer to you as a, a vlogger or a YouTuber. Do you, do you prefer one title over the other? I don't really care. I mean, I'm just a, I, I consider myself just an artist, so uh, whatever, whatever I use is fine. Like, I, I've been kind of wanting to get back into painting lately, so just, like, whatever I'm working on is making stuff. Very cool, very cool. I, you know, I'm glad you, I'm glad you mentioned the painting, um, did you start your YouTube channel initially with the intention of it being a tutorial for Manga, Manga Studio 5? Was that the initial? Uh, no, I mean, uh, it somehow happened that way because I'd started that course. I, I put it on Udemy, this other website, and it's it's a long process, but basically I just wanted to reach as many as people as possible. So I just put it on YouTube, and I was surprised that it got a lot of views, a, lot of, a good amount of subscribers. So I just started doing other things, and just kind of taking the channel wherever I want it to go. And I think that's something that most people don't do on YouTube. They want like a, a format and, you know, like a clear definition of what niche you belong to. But I just, I just see it like as a, an envelope for whatever I want to put on there. Excellent. Excellent. Well, what made you go from, from the manga studio five paint tutorials to doing, doing book reviews? Cause you, you, you <laughs> reviewed a lot of like, older science fiction books and then um you, you review a lot of like you know um like classic literature too what, what is that was that just your next next passion or did you is it just <laughs> something that you thought you could you could uh, be do something do well at I, I don't know if i do well at it but it's it allows me to practice speaking i guess i, I was doing toastmaster uh toastmasters at the time which is like a public speaking program but like uh I don't know, like books are just something that I've always fallen back on when, when I need a, a topic to talk about. I, I, we talked about this, we're both culture junkies and, you know, there's always new books or new movies that I'm into that I want to talk about and just uh, share with people. I think that's what you do, like you have, you love cool stuff that so you want to like share it with people. Yeah, absolutely. I'd say that's, uh, you and I are simpatico on that for sure. How How, yeah. how often do you post to your YouTube channel? Oh well, I mean, at some point, at one point, I was getting to about two or three times a week, but 
uh, the last few months because I moved has been kind of kind of bumpy. And uh, I don't know, like when I because I moved recently, I feel like it, it's sort of an opportunity to kind of reinvent my channel in some way. And I I have a lot of ideas, but uh, there's it's just you know it's, it's a process. I, I understand why people use a format that is reliable and you can just stick to. But I mean, I've had some success too. But a lot of the things like like the the manga studio art course. I don't know if I want to do it like for the rest of my life. Like it's, you know, you got to do what you really want to do. Sure. So you just kind of follow your whims. Yeah. Yeah. Right exactly. on. Do you, how much time do you devote each week? Or I should say each time you're, you're, you're getting a video ready to, to recording and editing one of your videos. I, I don't know a lot about video editing, but I, uh, there's obviously some work post, you know, post filming that goes into your videos. Is it, is it, does it take up a lot of your time? No, <laughs> I would say it doesn't, but, um, for the most part, I try to do them as quickly as possible. And like, um, if I can, you know, write it, film it and edit it and release it in the same day, I love that feeling. That's like, so like, in a, sometimes I've done it in just a few hours if it's not a lot of edits, but you know, there's other ones like my most complicated video that I think is my favorite video is the one that, uh, the second marijuana firecracker tutorial, um, I started that, I filmed that in, in like January of, I don't know, a year or two ago. And then I sat on it, like doing minor edits and edits and, uh, you know, filming a little more footage and I didn't release it for like three months, but that's very unusual. Yeah. I watched both of those today. It was, it was funny cause like I, I, I'm not a, I don't partake, uh, so to speak, uh, myself, you know, but, uh, but, uh, I, I was just curious cause I thought like, well. You know, uh, this may come up because this is part of his channel, meaning meaning uh, marijuana. And um, so I, I did watch those, and I think I watched the second one that you're you're talking about. That was the one where you set the the convention oven at two fifty, and you, you you made like a, a I think you called it a a sleeping bag out of the uh, the aluminum foil. <laughs> is that about right? And you did some of it in yeah. a British accent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was that was just such a fun video. I, I wish every one of my videos could be that that fun and kind of experimental, but. I don't know. Like I, I feel like that's something you need like a team for. If you try and do all that, if I did every video like that myself, I would just like burn out. It would be too much like a job. It, it's hard, right? Sometimes you feel like you feel like you need you need other people, right? Yeah, like yeah. that's that's. I, I I understand why you do a podcast because I've actually thought about in the past. I thought about doing a podcast. I think I just um, I love I love video, but I also and I know you can do you know video and turn it into a, an audio podcast as well. But I mean, I like the, I don't know, I just like the visual format more. And I don't like to think about kind of like the technicalities of uploading and hosting and like that. But uh, I mean, I feel like that there's something like if you or anybody else listening to this, like wants like a, a co-host, <laughs> I, I feel like I would love just being able to show up and like, like once a week or something and talk about like topical things or, whatever culture stuff or you know current events that, that'd be fun i can see the the joy of that process but yeah i just don't want to I, I i what you're talking about you need to focus on certain things and like i don't have the energy for doing the, the podcast end of it sure sure i absolutely understand I, on my end it's 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 to me it's like oh shoot you know i, I thought the s similar things about making youtube videos where it's like oh man <laughs> that means i have to you know try to get myself together you know in order to be on camera and then, uh, yeah. and then I have to learn how to edit, and then I got to make sure the lighting's right. And I, I think of all the, 
um, the variables included. And uh, I think it sounds like you're doing the same thing, but uh, on the other end. So I guess maybe it's maybe it's not as 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 bad as either of us think on the other side of things. You know? <laughs> yeah, you just start doing something, and after a while, it becomes you know easy. Yeah, <laughs> so I no, I agree. I agree. One of the features I love about your channel, Adam, is 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 that you're always finding interesting books and comics to review. Do you own all the graphic novels and books you talk about on your channel? Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm a big fan of public libraries and, uh, you know, not paying for things. <laughs> no, I, I have, go I, ahead. I have very few books at this point. Like, because I, I had to move, like, I, I kind of stripped my books down to, uh, to some music books and, like, some books that I just absolutely refuse to part with that, but otherwise, no, I don't have a lot of books right now. Yeah, I, I, similarly, I, I use the library a lot. And I actually talk about the library a lot on this show because I'm a big fan and I'm always uh, going at least, you know, um, once every uh, week or every couple weeks and getting new novels uh, to take out and videos and whatnot that maybe I, uh, movies I can't find on television for whatever reason. Um, so, yeah, I, I love that. And, and I know you're, you're a fan of Libby, too. I remember hearing you mention Libby. That's something I, he's like, oh, yeah. I'm like, oh, he uses Hoopla, I'm sure. Do you use Hoopla? You do, right? Yeah, yeah. Actually, um, Hoopla, all, pretty much every library app. Hoopla, Canopy, Libby. Yeah, I'm that guy too. I do all those things. It's it's such a great thing, isn't it? Yeah, like I, I'm, I'm also a fan of uh, a lot of libraries nowadays have this thing where you can suggest titles for them to purchase. And uh, I do that all the time with like obscure stuff that like, I, like actually Momus's uh, autobiography uh, I got a library to purchase three copies of it. It's like things like that that nobody's gonna. <laughs> I don't think that they need to worry about it. But like, I'm glad that I I got that out there. That That's great. Find that. That's excellent. You know, it, it's funny that you mentioned that. Um, I I I found Momus's and and it was like after, just like a month after it came out. I don't know how long you've been a Momus fan, but he put out a novel called The Book of Jokes. I've seen that one. I haven't read it. Yeah, and, and our library actually had it. I couldn't believe it. I was like, really? All right, great. <laughs> and it wasn't so much that I, because I, I thought it was like um, not a, a worthy book or something like that or on a small publisher. It was just that it was Momus, who was traditionally known for music, his first like novel. I was like, that. well, they won't get that, you know, but... <laughs> But but maybe like yourself, maybe uh, somebody who you know who who does the ordering for the library was a fan, you know. But uh, but I was able to read yeah. that through the library. I, I'm, Adam, I, go ahead. I'm sorry. What were you gonna say? I, I was just gonna say that I'm I'm a huge. Uh, I think it's very powerful to you know. There's so many ways to put ideas out in the world, but like uh, when you have like I just remember growing up, my library system how shitty it was and like how like there wasn't a graphic novel section there was like a tiny little section with a few like you know garfield collections and stuff like that <laughs> but there was there was no like nowadays i go into libraries and there's like 2000 graphic novels i'm like whoa this we did not have this when i was a kid when when i was a kid we had to watch cartoons on saturday morning and if you missed it you were screwed. Like that was it. Yeah. No, I I, I was there with you. Yeah. I, I think I'm a I, I maybe you may, and I may be about the same age. Maybe I'm a little bit older, but yeah, the same situation with me. I I never remember graphic novels, and now there's like three different graphic novel sections at my library. It's unbelievable, which is wonderful. I think you know for finding finding things. I, Adam, I wanted to talk about tarot and and tarot card readings. You've done on your channel. You've done horoscopes for every astrological sign using tarot, and you you also use tarot to help make predictions for the last U.S. presidential election. 
Now, how did you how did you start doing tarot card readings? Um, oh gosh, this is. Um, I guess about twenty years ago, I, I kind of I shoplifted a, a tarot deck, <laughs> and then um, I don't shoplift anymore. This is like a brief period in my life that like I felt like it was okay to shoplift because it was just like corporations and like. But uh, anyways. Um, I shoplifted a tarot deck and I, I like used it several times, but uh, I don't know. In the last few years, I, I started using it more. I wrote a little book about it, and uh, I'm, I'm very suspicious of like a lot of new age stuff and the tarot, and even that the tarot can work at all. Like it's just cards. Why should anything? Why should you be able to predict the future or anything like that? But I found that like, um, and this I think relates to like marijuana. That when I do <laughs> use the tarot when I'm high, like I can get pretty insightful information. And so far, all the predictions that I've made on the channel have been, have come true. Like, wow. Uh, Holy moly. Like the, the president, I predicted that Biden would win. I predicted there wouldn't be like, you know, major violent civil war after, after the election. I predicted um, the course of COVID for this year, that it wouldn't be over by spring by any means. And, um, so, but you know, like, I could just be guessing. Who knows? Like, I I don't know. So, like, I'm suspicious of myself. I think you should be suspicious of, of you know, any kind of, of everything. But, like, you know, try it and see what kind of results you get. Very cool. Very cool. Adam, Adam as I mentioned, you, you did the tarot card readings to help predict the outcome of the, and you mentioned this too, the last U.S. presidential election. And in one of those videos, you, you did correctly call the election before it happened. Now, that video had over... It has over, I should say, thirty six thousand views. Is is this your your channel's yeah. most viewed video? I think that, or one of my one of my uh, one of my art videos, is has around forty thousand. But uh, it was clearly like all all those tarot videos have done, you know, at the low end in the low thousands up to yeah, like thirty six thousand. But that's again like uh, what I was talking about. Like I could I could just do more of those, but like. I don't know. First is first thing. I haven't done any marijuana. Like the first three months of the year, I didn't use any weed, so I wasn't doing any. But it's also just more like I don't know. Like I feel like I've already done that, so like to keep doing that, I'm. I'd rather like reinvent myself in some ways, and I'm, I may do some in the future, but I just don't want it to be like, like I said, the niche that that YouTube because that YouTube is so um, they're so good in their their studio about trying to like help you and coach you along to basically just drive more money to them. But <laughs> they're, they're so good. So they'll tell you like, these videos are doing really well. Do more of these. And like, I know I could do that, but it's just not what I, I don't know. Like I, I, I'm trying to infect YouTube with whatever I think will change the world in a good way. So I do different things. Well, whatever I, that I think you're, I think be. you're doing a good job. I, I, I really love the stuff, the, the topics that you cover. And I think, it, you, you cover a lot of things that obviously other people aren't talking about. You know, um, I you know there weren't a whole lot of people reviewing Momus albums on on YouTube at all. You know, um, so I think that's probably you know that helped you in terms of you you found me and and now I'm, I'm a faithful viewer. And I also think like I understand like uh, like the uh, on the tarot thing and the astrological thing. I think I think this is very very savvy of you. And I noticed this. I saw that you you had a playlist set up for all those astrological symbols like. And it's like this beautiful, like neon, uh, um, you know, on black, uh, 
like frame for each of these astrological symbols, which is the horoscope for like 2021. Like it wasn't like just for the week or the month. It was for the year, <laughs> it was for the year for these people. And you created like a, a beginning, like a like a like a, a a patent beginning, and then obviously the middle was different depending on each astrological symbol and which cards you chose, etc. And 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 uh, but I was like, oh my god, that's so smart. And he's got all these, and I'm sure like. You know, people will be drawn to this, you know, regardless of their, you know, ap- astrological symbol. And I found myself watching more than one. I'd be like, uh, I'd be like, you know, just asking people, what's your astrological symbol? I'll watch one of these <laughs> videos for you and find out what movie you're supposed to be watching according to Adam and what book you should be reading and what song you should be listening to. I thought that was very, very cool that you did that and very savvy. Well, it's funny because um, the, I, I enjoyed the process of designing those and you know, I, I do all the thumbnails myself, and to me, it's just like an art project. But like, uh, yeah, like it was fun, and like I, I was surprised though. I got way more viewers by for Sagittarius than any other sign. Is that right? Yeah, like significantly. It could just be, you know, again, an algorithmic effect that whatever that that thumbnail was slightly more appealing, so it could shop to more more viewers. I don't know. I don't understand these algorithms or anything. Or it could just be. Somehow I'm more appealing to Sagittarius it, people. It, it could be. I am a Sagittarius, believe it or not. But I'll, I'll <laughs> tell you, you I'll tell you, I only watched my, my the Sagittarius one once. So it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't me watching it, it repeatedly. It no, no, it was not me watching it over and over again. No, I only did, I only watched it once, but I am a Sagittarius. That's true. That's so funny. That, Adam, a recent video of yours that I watched a couple times, however, was the one about Ariel Pink and his appearance on Tucker Carlson's show. You're an Ariel Pink fan, as am I. Uh, when you when you find out an artist whose work you've enjoyed, his views you, you disagree with, are, are you still able to enjoy that artist's work? Um, well, I think with Ariel Pink as an example, I would, yeah, if he had a new album tomorrow, I would get it as soon as I can because I, I think his music's still great and um, unless he's had some sudden change. Uh, to me, like, I've, I'm starting to get to the point now where, like, Rather than saying, like, I want to cancel this artist or I want to support this artist, I kind of just want to interact with these people and meet these people. Like, for, I think you're in a great position. I mean, like, have, for instance, have you asked Momus or Ariel Pink um, for an interview? Uh, you know, no, I had, I had some help from Ariel Pink early on uh, because I interviewed uh, a person that he was involved with romantically at the time. Oh, and, that's fascinating. Yeah, yeah. And he actually helped promote her appearance on my show just by a, a retweet, which was helpful. Um, but yeah, I, I, I have, I've talked to people who are Momus adjacent, I, I suppose. There's, there's a fellow that I spoke to not long ago in England who's, who uh, compiled a book that basically breaks down uh, every Momus album um, pretty, pretty amazingly. And Momus helped this guy get a, a publishing deal. So this book is going to come to print and I, I was able to talk with him about it. And, and I have, and this is a, I'll, I'll admit this. I I have invited Momus on the show, and I haven't heard back from him. So, oh, <laughs> but I, but he's, I feel like he I feel like he should do your show. He needs to. Oh, thanks. It's sweet of you. I, he's helped promote it. Like he helped promote that episode that that fellow that again is Momus adjacent is on. But I can understand, uh, you know, Momus uh, not wanting to do it. He's you know he's a he's a quiet I person. Can't, I, I cannot understand that. I, <laughs> I've met him a couple times. Uh, I I have met him a couple times. But uh, Momus, if you're listening, I I promise I'd be kind. So, so yeah, we'll see if we could we could do something about that. I I, yeah. I, I wanted to ask you um, about a couple other other videos that I really love from your your channel. One is that I've watched so many times, and 
<laughs> and I use it to help. I use it to help promote your appearance because I thought oh, yeah. if I love this, other people will like this. I don't know if that's the case, but it's the kids' dance off video. And, I love and that video. I love that video too. Now, I, but I, I think I only love it because of your comments on it, which are hilarious. Now, where did I don't know. It's a great video, though. Either way, and like I, I actually the, the music I added the music too. That's my music. I it, oh okay that was a that was a that was a question I I, I hadn't thought of, of asking, but I thought that I thought that music went so well with the video. I thought it was actually part of the video. If if, if you don't know what we're talking about, ladies and gentlemen, and forgive me if, if you if you haven't seen it, and if you want to see it, I, I should say you can go to one go to Adam's channel, which again will be linked in the description of the show, or if you're on Twitter and you go to the people are the enemy uh, Twitter profile you'll see you'll see it up there because I, I, I used it again in in one of the tweets to help promote Adam's appearance today uh, but what it is is it's a clown and three children and it's it looks it's like it just looks like it looks awful like from like my like my opinion just like just the look of it is like oh my god this is so nauseating because it's like very happy <laughs> you know and it's very colorful and I understand this I'm not the key audience it's made for children you know and and the audience and they and the, the, the clown is having sort of like a dance-off with these kids, and he's sharing his hat with the children, and each time the child puts on the hat, they, they, do, a, they do a dance. And Adam made a video where he commented on all the, <laughs> all the kids <laughs> and their dancing. Cyberbullying. Yeah. <laughs> but, oh, my God, it made me laugh so hard. It still makes me laugh when I watch it. But, Adam, where the hell did that video come from? Probably marijuana, but like I mean, what? <laughs> those are the videos I love the most. Like that video. Um, but where I, did where I, did the original video come from? Where did oh the original? Oh uh, yeah, I, that couldn't have been American. Was that American? I have no idea. I, I think, <laughs> no, I think it was somehow. I, I just searched on YouTube for some type of song. I don't remember what I was looking for, and I I just found it. You find some. I, I mean, you talk about. Uh, there being a lot of garbage on YouTube, but there's there's just everything on YouTube. There's great stuff. There's a lot of educational courses and stuff, but there's also just so, so much obscure stuff. Like there's just mountains and mountains of like 1950s television television commercials and just weird stuff that you're never like. You feel like you're the only person who's ever seen them on YouTube, and in some case, in some ways you might be. Yeah, for sure, for sure. They I've I've managed to find some great things there myself. I. I watched, I think when the, the pandemic first went down, I was able to find most, like, of Russ, I don't know if you're a Russ Meyer fan, I was able to find most of, like, Russ Meyer's movies on there, and I was like, holy crap, these are all available on YouTube, they're all just right here. And, I don't uh, think I know Russ Meyer, who's that? Oh, oh, Russ Meyer, I actually got a book by him right now, he's, he, he, he's the guy who directed uh, Beyond the, the Valley of the Dolls. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know if you know that, that film, he was, he was a, he was a photographer primarily, and then uh, became a filmmaker and he was known for making like kind of like soft core, uh, adult, uh, fair that was, you know, had a plot, but it always featured his, his thing was to feature women with a, a ginormous boobs. Basically that was, <laughs> well, he sold me, <laughs> <laughs> but that was, that was kind of his, what he became known for. He's got a, he's got a great, he's got a great, uh, biography. I'm looking at it right now. It's called big bosoms and square jaws. It's basically like his life story, <laughs> but yeah, so he, he, he made some interesting movies, but uh, for a long time, they were available only through his company, and they were re very expensive to purchase. And um, he did a Faster Pussycat Kill Kill. I don't know if you know that film, but that, that I've heard be. of that because I know Tarantino likes that movie, but I haven't seen that. That's a great one. It's a good place to start, actually, if you're looking to get into Russ Meyer. It's it's, it's okay. It's it's a lot of fun. 
Um, but, uh, yeah, but for a long time, his movies were very expensive and they were out of my price range as a younger guy. And I was like, oh man, you know, but now here we are. Like I like you said, you know, all the stuff is on YouTube and yeah, Faster Pussycat, Kill Kill and, a, and about 12 other of his films are available for free on YouTube. So you can watch them. Nice. Yeah. Very cool. You know what I found recently that, that you hipped me to, and I haven't dug in any further than the, the one video I got from the library. And I think I might've told you this was Zatuichi. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Zatoichi is a is a hero of mine. He's, he's, those movies are incredible. I think he, if I remember correctly, you said you had the one where he meets Yojimbo. Yes, the one with uh, Toshiro Mifuni. Yeah, I would not say that's one of the strongest ones by any means. Oh wow! But, okay, that's good to know. Um, I think the first five are my favorites, and uh, it's 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 fascinating to see them all though because this the development of. Uh, the character like when he begins like there's in the early episodes I, i'm not gonna go on endlessly about Zatoichi. i'm just saying i, I love it <laughs> I, I i could go on forever about it and i have on my channel so i'll leave it at that yeah no i i'd recommend folks uh check out adam's channel channel for that too if you want a primer for zatoichi it, uh, you'll see adam talk very passionately about this this <laughs> japanese hero and it, it's and when he when he talks about it it's infectious because i went and i literally sought out zatoichi you know, not for any other reason than my own curiosity. You know, I knew, like, you know, it wasn't like, oh, well, I should study up on this thing that Adam likes because I'm going to speak with him. It was, oh, I want to see this thing because he sold me on it. It sounds, it sounds fascinating. So I, I recommend it. Um, I, before go ahead. we go on, I, I do have Certainly. one other detail about Zatoichi. Oh, please. And my, so I posted that video about it and somebody in the comments uh, because I said, like, I really would love to see the Zatoichi TV show, which has never been you know, formally released on DVD or anything. I'm like, I would really love to see that. And then somebody said, oh, I bought that off some like pirate site or something. <laughs> and like he said, I'm like, oh, wow, can you upload that for me? And I didn't think he would do it, but he started to upload some. He like he uploaded a few, but then he didn't, then he like, he just forgot about me. And ah. like, that's the end of the story. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, well. So if that guy's listening, which is highly unlikely, um, Send me the rest. <laughs> yeah. Help Adam out, will you? Okay, Adam, Adam, the last question I had for you, and it, <laughs> and again, this is this is unique to, to fans of, of your your uh, channel. So 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 those listening, you're gonna have to forgive me and I, I will I promise I'll describe why this why I want to ask this question uh, after I after I ask it. But Adam, why is is the cooler still there? <laughs> the cooler. Oh man, that's like the closest thing to vlogging I've done. I, I I was living kind of in a very rural area, and I found this cooler by the side of the road, and I made a little video about it, opening the cooler, <laughs> discovering some horrible, horrible things inside, which you should go to my channel and check out. Don't give, please don't please don't spoil it for anybody who hasn't seen it, Adam. Please. Oh, the the horror of what I found inside. But anyways. Um, oh my God, I laughed so yeah, hard. So, as far as I know, no, that, that cooler has long since vanished into the mists of time, but <laughs> it was a very traumatic experience for me that everyone should probably check out. I, I if agree. you ever find a, a cooler by the side of the road, obviously you're curious about what's inside. Yes, especially if you walk by that cooler all the time or drive by it. Yeah, you got to be like, what is in that cooler? What is <laughs> no, that's that's great. That's great. I, I uh I appreciate the cooler update. And, uh, and, and, and listeners, please, please do yourself a favor. If... If you're at all interested in anything we've been talking about, I, I, I highly recommend Adam's channel. Um, I don't. I, I was telling Adam, there's not a whole lot of uh, people who post regularly to YouTube that I that I follow. You know, um, 
you know, follow on a regular basis. But uh, since discovering Adam and his channel, I've, I've become a faithful viewer, and I, I look forward to each each uh, video he uploads. They're all they're all very very cool. Uh, Adam, this has been so much fun. I really really appreciate your time. Well, thank you, Andy. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah. Good. Good. This has been episode 167 of the People Are the Enemy podcast. Our theme song is Walrus Love by Nokia Ocean. You can find that song and more at pizzapuppies.bandcamp.com. My name is Andy Mascola. You can purchase my novels via Amazon and other online book retailers in both paperback and ebook formats for as little as $1.99. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. We love you. Peace.